Magic with Zuby is the Magic the Gathering podcast to get your fill of the best trading card game around. Join me each week as we explore new topics and delve into how to become a better Magic player. We have various pro players as well as popular members of the Magic community come and join me as we discuss our favorite card game. Magic with Zuby is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Hey guys, Kill the Bees here. Just want to let you all know real quick, this podcast about seven minutes in, uh, I did lose power uh, in my entire neighborhood, so the quality is going to be absolutely atrocious a few minutes in, so we do apologize. We did try to prep uh, this time, and, and we were shooting for the best quality we've ever had. Uh, unfortunately, some things you just can't control, so uh, bear with us. I know it's a little crummy. Uh, Matt actually had to have me on FaceTime held up to his microphone in order to even make this possible. So uh, again, I apologize, and hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to uh, another edition of the VCR Gaming Podcast. Uh, we are super high-tech. Uh, if you're watching the live stream, you know what we're talking about. We're syncing our audio now. Uh, very professionally, uh, highest equipment uh, that we could possibly conjure tonight is being used. Um, so, everybody, uh, just uh, before we get started here, we are trying this out, this new live stream thing. We are on Twitch. We are using uh, Zubatron's Twitch, uh, so you guys can catch us. Uh, we'll try to tweet out every time before we go live. Um, we do have one person uh, with us. So, how you doing, Matt? How you been? Actually, we've got four viewers right now, which is really cool. Two of those are us. Oh, well, now, now, you, <laughs> <laughs> now, now you made me all sad. Um, I'm doing awesome. Um, I hit it really hard at the gym tonight, which was, it felt really good, especially after today's BS at work. And right. then, um, and then after that, I came home and I got to tell you, um, I'm feeling in that, I think I talked about it with you a little bit earlier that I'm feeling in a little bit of a gaming rut right now. Cause I've played so many games lately right. that there's just not much else for me to play right now. Well, I mean, it's acceptable because the last time you were in a gaming rut, it took you quite a while to get out of it. And you came back from this one with a vengeance, so your your list of games is uh, impressive. Oh, dude. Well, I think a lot of it had to do when I had those 12 days off for Christmas and all that, when I had nothing else to do except play games every day. Yeah, totally. Totally. It was pretty cool. Um, I had uh, my vacation uh, came directly after yours, and I think I did pretty much the same. I, I kind of shattered you a little bit with one of the games. Uh, we both played kind of the same game at almost the same time. Uh, Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah, Wolfenstein. Yeah, that's right. But you played on the computer, you see. And I, I swear that game has to be easier with a mouse and keyboard compared to controller. I mean, that's always the case with shooters, though, right? I mean, for the most part, yeah, it's I, I'd have to agree with that. Um, it's just and I, I'd, I'm not going to say that I'm super awesome at shooters. I I feel I'm pretty decent. You know, I can beat most shooting games on, you know, hard difficulty and all that. But Wolfenstein, I just couldn't do it with a controller. It was the aiming was off, even changing sensitivities and shit. I had to play it on easy th throughout like from. God, what part? 
from the from the part where you just came back from the moon and on i had to play it on easy uh, that, that's pretty far in the game to be fair but you know that is saying a lot and, and it proves your point because i mean as much as it pains me to say it you're probably better at especially shooters than i am uh at games uh, most games uh Zuby is actually pretty uh, proficient. So if he had to turn it down on the console and I didn't on the PC, that's a pretty good uh, proof uh, that uh, mouse and keyboard, uh, I feel like it takes less skill. I mean, some people are going to be mad that I say that, but um, I think there's more skill with the, with the controller, man. I really do. It, there is. It's. Um, I mean, I even remember back to my days of when, you know, you know, playing Call of Duty. I played a lot of Call of Duty on the computer, Call of Duty 1 and 2. Right. And then um, when I didn't play three, but when Modern Warfare one came out on the PS3 and, you know, I had to play with all my buddies back then, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. such a hard thing getting used to controllers, you know, because I, I was so used to mouse and keyboard and then having to go to a controller took me so long to get used to. But I finally got used to it. And um, yeah, it's I, no matter what, I still prefer mouse and keyboard, though. It's always the best way. Just like the recent Doom on um that came out what a year or two ago. It's I, I think it's easier. I think it helps you focus on games that are quite difficult when it comes to precision shooting, yeah. Um I don't know. I think I think I got to go controller, man, just because it it's more of an accomplishment, I guess. Is what I'm trying to say? Does that make sense? I, like more skill? I guess, but I mean, there's also aim assist that a lot of people use on consoles. Oh, turn that shit off. And if you're playing, <laughs> and if you're playing multiplayer, a lot of times it is disabled. So I mean, you know, you can make that argument. But well, all right. So here, all right. So I mean, granted, you and I came up. We got we you know we were able to play PC and console stuff. But like analog sticks, especially, where you use the two analog sticks. You know, one one for you know moving around and one for your actual aim. That came, what, late PS2 era or sometime mid-PS2 era, maybe? I thought it was early so, PS2 that came. It, it might have been. It might have been. But PS2 era, right, yeah. was the first time we really started utilizing that. Like, PS1, they really hadn't figured that out yet. So, But I can tell you this, is that I never had a time when I was on a mouse and keyboard that I didn't easily pick it up very quickly and was able to put my cursor precisely where I wanted it. Dude, I struggled, as you were just saying, you did as well. I struggled at first to 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 be proficient with the the dual analog with getting shit where you wanted to be. I mean, you, you probably remember it was it's like you would move like one one joystick where you wanted it and then the other. You know what I mean? And kind yeah. of neat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't it, remember that. You know that and that that's I don't know. It, it, we could probably have this debate for forever, and people probably don't even want to hear it, but. I don't care if they don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh. Card Sphere is a I, controller guy, Matt. How about that? I'm hmm? a controller. I now? think mouse and keyboard are more legit, less correction and software, right? Controller people get lots of help, I think. Well, he is yeah. right. Controller people do get a lot more help, though. They do. That's they the do. thing. It's, um, and, and you just talking about shooting games um, reminded me of the terrible control movement of Resident Evil 1 on ps1 oh god you remember yeah. that we're basically unplayable you basically the directional pad you had to basically turn for your direction like you'd use the left and right mouse or not mouse um the left or right button to turn into a direction and then go forward or backwards oh god i, I can still remember that and it was just it's terrible um, i don't even know so, how you play that game anymore 
So, uh, Cardsphere is trying to say that Ape Escape was the introduction of uh, that style of controls, I believe is what he's saying. And I I can't confirm or deny that, but that would actually make sense. Oh, I remember Ape Escape. Um, but Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I had to look it up real quick because I couldn't remember it off the top of my head. If that's true, though, that's PlayStation 1 because it came out in 99 on the PS1. We might have to look into that. Yeah. But... Uh, if that's true, then wow. I mean, Ape Escape was, was a visionary. It sort of changed everything. Oh, no. Everything. Did we lose Butler Oh, here? shit. I lost power. Uh-oh. I think we may be having some technical difficulties. Oh, damn. I think I may have just lost Butler just now from him. Yeah. So, um, like he was saying, yeah, we probably would have to look into the Ape Escape as well. Here, I'm going to hang up the Skype call here and see if I can call him back. There. Just some slight technical difficulties here, people. We're trying out a new format for our um, our podcast anyway, and you know this is to be expected that we'd get stuff like this happening. Um, hold on, he's texting me now. Oh snap! So Butler just <laughs> lost the power to his house. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, it's pretty. That's pretty crazy, actually. Um, because. Well, he he and I only live like I think twenty minutes away from each other, and it is raining outside right now, and it is stormy, but it hasn't really been lightning or anything like that. So that is pretty crazy here. Hold on, he's texting me. Oh, his whole neighborhood is out in terms of power. Wow, that is crazy. So, um, this might be a solo podcast. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that that really sucks. So, I will definitely keep you all informed if he um comes back cuz that that kind of just sucks. Um well, shit, I wasn't even um I wasn't even expecting that. Um well, shit, now I got to a little placeholder hold on i can make his um yeah just disappear like that on the stream but anyways as we were talking about um i think in the end yeah i just really prefer uh mouse and keyboard more than anything and after playing wolfenstein like that it's um it just ended up being it, it's definitely way too hard for you to or no, it it was, I don't know. It was just something about the game felt harder than it should have been. It felt, oh, what's the best way to describe it? It just felt kind of cheap at times, like some of the health of the enemies. And that's a big problem with a lot of shooting games is um, that a lot of the, when you set the even difficulty to normal or hard, a lot of the enemies just become, um, basically like health tanks i guess where it's really it's not really making it hard it just takes more bullets to kill them and that's it's usually not very fun and that's what i felt about wolfenstein one wolfenstein two felt way more guilty of that when he especially set it up harder and um it oh god i i don't know there were at times in wolfenstein two that i just did not have fun with the game even though i felt the gameplay was better per se it just wasn't as I, I guess I didn't get that involved with the story as much 
um, as I did with Wolfenstein 1. So, I don't know. So, what else did I... So, as I was saying before, there's I was off for 12 days last month uh, during Christmas, and I played a lot of games. I played Wolfenstein 1 and 2. I finally played Uncharted 3, and I hated it. Oh, my God. I hated every single bit of it. It was just... Oh, God. And I loved Uncharted 1 and 2, don't get me wrong, because Butler has been the one. Oh, well, he's wanting to FaceTime now, so... Um, Dude, yo, dark in my house right now. <laughs> I can't even see you right now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still recording here, by the way. Um, we still, yeah. So I, I've been letting them know that. Oh, did you just get power? Oh no, is that a flashlight? No. Oh shit! Garage door won't work. No, it's a flashlight. I'm shining it at Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Hold crazy, on. man. Hold on. So yeah, Butler's power just went completely out. Like I said, it's storming out right now, but it's I don't I don't know about your area. It's oh, he's trying to open up the garage. Uh, but it's it's storming in my area right now, but there's no lightning or anything like that. So that's crazy that your power just went completely out. Dude, it, it sucks, man. My whole I, I don't know, my phone can see probably not. My whole neighborhood is out. Wow. And, yeah. That's some bullshit, man. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah. I've kind of got I've kind of got my phone near the mic so maybe they can sort of hear you when when we when we finish up tonight. Right. That's pretty lame, man. That's <laughs> sorry. <y'all. laughs> no, I mean, like I said, it's our first time live streaming and um, you know, that's just the kind of shit that happens. <laughs> I'll, uh, So I was just talking about um, some of the games I was playing over the 12-day break, and and I started getting into Uncharted 3 and how much I hated that game. Um, so, wait, oh, Cardsphere says, wait, no power, and he's going into the garage. I guess he doesn't play survival horror. <laughs> You're going to die. Oh, and they can hear you, by the way, so that's good. So, oh god, that's funny. But yeah, so you were you played Uncharted three when it first came out, and I want your honest opinion of it when it first came out, because because I you know my feelings of that game. I hated that game. Oh yeah, just um, hopefully everybody can hear me. Turn me up and stick me by the mic. But um, so I, dude, I was so like swinging from Uncharted nuts at the time because Uncharted two and all that. Yeah. I had the beta for Uncharted 3, which was online. Like, it was the multiplayer. And then I got Uncharted 3 when it came out. And to be perfectly honest with you, I was had higher hopes for the multiplayer because that's what I played Yeah, uh, on 2. Um, but the story, a huge letdown. It, it, it was... It felt like they shovel-weared uh, Uncharted. Like, if that makes sense sense like they just like let's hurry up and spit a script out and let's use all the same tricks we used in the last one yeah it felt like a it felt like a rehashed uncharted 2 but worse yeah 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 no that's for real i i would agree with you it's the worst in the series and i'm not a fan of number one um but yeah no i i I, i'm i'm with you i don't you 
you, I think, refer to it as the worst game of all time. Not I the worst game. One of the worst games. I consider I it. I don't consider it the one of the worst games of all time. I consider it the worst Uncharted. And I've told you my complaints about Uncharted okay. 1. And the, my biggest complaint with Uncharted 1 was all the guns except the pistol were completely useless. Yeah, the pistol was devastating. <laughs> Dude, it was so overpowered. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm surprised they never fixed that with a patch, you know? Yeah. Year. Yeah, well, yeah, and I played nothing but the remastered version, so I don't know. I don't know if it was oh, the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I finally. What? Hello? Sorry, go ahead, man. Yeah, uh, I'm here. Oh, no. No, so after playing Uncharted 3 and begrudgingly playing that and beating it, I finally played. Probably what I consider one of the best games I've ever played, and that's Uncharted 4. And I know you told me, like, as soon as it came out that I need to play it, but I had to play the other three. And Uncharted 3 was technically the game that made me stop playing for a long time because I hated it so much. Um, <laughs> and, and so when I finally did play Uncharted 4, holy fuck, I was missing out, man. It, it was so good from start to finish. Oh, but I ain't nobody. I don't know nothing about games, man. I don't know. No, no you I'm don't. I tell you that since before it came out. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But, dude, that that's a game that you and I should play some multiplayer, um, you know, when, when you finally come out of the Stone Age and get electricity. Yeah. <laughs> I have power, um, you know. When I'm not, you know, relinquished to my uh, my my Game Boy Advance, uh, you know, we can we can set that up. Um, yeah, I, I'd, be, I'd be totally down with that. Um, Uncharted Four, uh, you know, I never played the Vita one, um, and I haven't played the new. What's the new uh, expansion for Four? What's that? Lost Legacy. It's Lost Legacy. What's that? Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. I haven't played that. So, barring those two, I agree. Four is is phenomenal, and as a game in general. In fact, visually, it's probably the best game on the PlayStation currently. I would say. You think so? On PS4? Oh, might have lost you. You you think that's the? You. You there? Yeah, you think that's the best game on PS4? It's the it's visually like like graphically the best game on the PS4. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I may have to disagree with you. It it looks really really good, but f like Final Fantasy 15 on PS4 Pro looks really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a peasant. I don't know what pro stuff looks like, so I'm gonna refer to that <laughs> one on the pro front. But I did play both on the peasant PS4, and for sure, Uncharted 4 looks better than Final Fantasy. But so. I don't know about our chat is saying um, that Horizon Zero Dawn looks better than Uncharted Bullshit. 4. Bullshit, and I'll tell you why. Is because look at the mouth and the facial shit on Horizon versus Uncharted, and it, they didn't get it right. It, <laughs> right? It's so the, the talking is so fucked. So, it's so you're talking about enough. you're talking about you're talking more about. Uh, Oh shit! What is it? Um, motion capture compared to well, look, I, I said 
graphically and visually, and I gotta look at motherfuckers' faces, and if that shit don't work right in one game, Horizon, and it works right in Uncharted, Uncharted's gotta win for me, man. Okay, I, I can I can agree with you on that. I think um, visually the the environments look better in Horizon. They they don't have that motion blur, which does kind of that did get to me a little in certain areas of Uncharted Four. That motion blur, like where you move yeah, the camera right. around, it's sort of blurry. But I'm mean, not not to no, not to take I away that. that was my TV, dude. I, it, I no, that was my TV. I was trying to shut that shit off. Yeah, no, right. okay, no. I'll, I'll go with you on that. No, but I mean not not to take away that it didn't look beautiful, but um. No, it's. I definitely agree. the The motion capture and the actual fidelity of the the facial graphics look way better in Uncharted Four. But I think it's because they focused way more on that because it's meant to be more of a cinematic experience than, say, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um. Yeah, but I mean, come on. They motion capture Horizon Zero Dawn. They worked on that shit for years, and honestly, and and I'm not making this up. There are PS2 games that do the mouth movement and facial expressions <laughs> far better than they did in Horizon Zero Dawn. No, not PS2 era. I can, I can, I can maybe agree PS3, but not PS2. No, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not talking. It didn't have as many polygons in the face, or it wasn't as pretty. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the mouth movement. Imagine what motherfuckers are saying. Yeah, dude. Come on. Dude, <laughs> you're gonna make me spit water out. <laughs> But I'm right though. I'm right, and that it ruins it for you me. Know, like, no, I'm I'm gonna need you to. Would have been my best PS4 game of all time if it didn't do that every time I play it. Now, now you're gonna have to find a PS2 game that has better mouth movement because I'm not gonna believe you otherwise. Right. I will. And don't be like Vice City or I some will. shit because that looks will. terrible. <laughs> wasn't Black Rain on PS2? He he. Oh, Card Sphere is right. Black Rain was on PS2. That definitely looked better than Horizon Zero yeah, Dawn. It was good. God, Black Rain. That, that I remember that game was hyped as hell when it came out. I don't even remember yeah, that it was game. A technological masterpiece for a console. It was. Yeah. Didn't that come out on Xbox also or GameCube or something? Uh, I think Xbox it did later on, and that would probably be the superior version if that's true. Yeah. Oh, now we got Cards Fear saying Heavy Rain, but yeah, that was PS3 era. I still need to play um, Heavy Rain one day. I'll do it one day. Yeah, I've never played that either. Um, it. I think they. I think it's remastered on PS4. I think so. But um. So um. But anyways, yeah. Um, Uncharted Four, man. Um, you know, I'm glad you finally played it. I'm glad that uh, you make it look like I'm not just bullshitting or I'm a fanboy. Like it's it's really. <laughs> it is. No, it it really you know, was. Boy, but I mean, yeah, no, I know you are. But it it was it was really really good. I enjoyed it from start to finish, and that out of all the Uncharted's, I can see myself playing that one again, probably more than any of the others. Oh yeah, if I didn't have so much other shit on the backlog, I'd, I'd play it again. Absolutely. God, don't even remind me. I've got so many fucking games I need to play. Um, shit, what, what are some of the other games that I've played and beaten? Um, I'm trying to think for the PS4 because I because I played so many recently. Yeah, I talked about Wolfenstein. Oh, that's right. Um, it's not a PS4 game, but 
I finally played through um, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood on um, PS3. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I, I know, like, me being PC Master Race and PS4 Pro, I'm used to that 60 frames per second life. And going going to a console that has at best 10 frames per second, <laughs> it was it was quite a challenge for me. Yeah, that, that's a little difficult. But um, I didn't. Frames per second. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy the game. Um, I didn't think it was as good as Assassin's Creed 2, but I felt it was a nice continuation of the Esmond or the Desmond story with Ezio. And now that I'm playing Assassin's Creed Revelations finally, um, the one thing I noticed right away that I don't like is whoever the art director was, they completely changed the look of the main characters, which is really off-putting. Yeah, is that... you think that's due to, like, an engine change? Like, because they changed technologies, or is it an artistic thing? I think it's more of an artistic thing, because going from... A brotherhood to revelations there's definitely a step up in terms of graphics and it runs a lot better than brotherhood did it's actually a lot smoother i mean it's still probably what 24 frames per second it, it's not going to be 30 or 60 because it's ps3 but it definitely looks and feels better but the the look of Ezio and um desmond look way off compared to what he looked like in the previous three games Right, right. Okay. Well, I mean, could it be perceived by some as better, though? Um, or is it bad? I mean, it's not bad. It could technically be better. It's just, you know, that that's like um, it. It's like when you watch a sequel to a movie and they change the actor of the main character. Gotcha. You know gotcha. what I mean? That, that, okay. that, that's a good way to explain it too. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm not. I've played I've played the Assassin's Creed Creeds, but I haven't played. I I don't I don't necessarily remember. I mean, maybe I I don't know. I, I might have played. I might have noticed that. I don't know. It's been a while. I'm not a huge fan of the series. So if you're just joining us, I see that we have about four viewers now. Um, I usually have my co-host Butler here, but he. His power decided to go out in the middle of us just starting recording. There's a storm going on. Actually, his whole neighborhood went out, it sounds like. Yeah. So, that's fun times. <laughs> that sucks, man. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. So, we're, we're bootleg podcasting via FaceTime. Yeah, which the FaceTime is barely working for me right now. So. I, I killed the video um, so that I could look at um, uh, okay. the show notes. And so that it would stop dropping out like it was because it was dropping a lot. So it should be better now for all Okay. Of okay. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing. I've been slowly playing Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um, the one thing I've noticed with the game right away is it's very similar to Brotherhood where it has a lot of the same mechanics. There's some different climbing mechanics they put in. And they did add in a cool little, like, tower defense little game because you get these little... Uh, what they call assassins dens and every so often you have to protect them from the templars and you have to build you have to summon like armies of archers and fighters to protect them and it's sort of a tower defense like game that's interesting okay yeah and um so that's that with that well that's that with that yeah and um that's that with that with matt and matt <laughs> 
Yeah, with Matt and Matt. <laughs> um, the other game I've been playing a lot of, and I think you've been playing a little bit too, it's just, I, I don't think many people have heard of it, is Super Mario Odyssey. No, nobody's very, very hardly known. Like, nobody really even knows who what you're talking about right now. We, should probably, we probably shouldn't include it. I don't want to bore people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody really knows what's talking, what they're, um, what we're talking about here. But um, yeah, I've been playing that on the Switch. And um, oh wait, hold on. Efren three G just asked: Is Assassin's Creed Revelations good for someone who completely burned out on Assassin's Creed? Different enough to renew interest? Really got tired of it around no. Black Flag. Um, it's as as I said before, Brotherhood. Brotherhood and Revelations are very, very similar. Um, Revelations is definitely a step up in terms of the Ezio trilogy, but it's it's very it's the same game. Um, so I wouldn't expect much different with it. I mean, I Matt, you've been telling me about this about this game periodically as you've been playing it, and it's not enough to get me to jump back into Assassin's Creed. I don't know if that helps at all. No. Uh, to, to me, it's a sort of game that I enjoy playing every once in a while, not getting too deep into it. It's I really love the history aspect of it because, you know, you get to visit old, um, you know, locations and you get to see what Constantinople may have looked like back then or Italy or Rome. And um, it's really neat on that aspect. And the story is interesting, to say the least. But um, the one thing that I know... And I, I'm not aware of the whole story of Assassin's Creed, but the one thing I know they do in the newer games that I don't like is there's really no story outside of the Animus, which I don't really care for. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't speak to that, so I'm not sure. Um, what is it? The last one in the Ezio trilogy? Yeah, I'm playing the last one, and because right at, right after I'm done with Revelations, then I'm gonna start Assassin's Creed Three. So you've never played Assassin's Creed Three? No, and I know you've been telling me that's a good game. Um, it, it's good. Um, if if you really want one that's gonna bring you back into the series, and you haven't played that generation of them. Um, I do recommend playing it. Um, I did find it repetitive a little bit later on, um, but with the repetitiveness, it is, you know, they did step the skill level up. Okay. So, um, the story is, it could be a little more cohesive. I found it, uh, Matt, on, on, on Revelations, how do they do the, is it open world or is it linear? I assume it's open world. Like no, it, it's pretty open world. I mean, it's not open world right away. You have to, you don't have access to the entire city. Right away, you have to play through right. some missions, and then it opens up. So, in the open world of it, is it like chunks of open world? Like, you get to the edge of one sector, and then it loads the next, and then you have that big open sandbox to play in? Or is it one big, large open world? It's one big, large open world, but I know where you're going with, because I know you've talked about that. Assassin's Creed 1 was like that, and in parts of Assassin's Creed 2 was similar to that as well. Well, get ready for it when you go to three and beyond, because they made the maps and the worlds and the places you're going so large they can't keep it all loaded in the RAM at once. So you're going to have a bit of that. It's kind of frustrating and annoying, and that that's one thing that turned me off about it. Um, 
you know, we're used to games like like Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto where you don't have to experience that. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it's kind of off-putting, I guess. But it, not, not, it didn't ruin it, but uh, I didn't prefer it. Yeah, true. Um, so, going back to Mario Odyssey, uh, have you beaten the game yet? No, I'm about to fight Bowser. Um, and if the power doesn't come back on, that thing is battery powered. I just realized, so I might. Oh yeah. Uh, but that's all I have left to do. I'm on the moon, uh, and that's all I have left to do. Okay. Yeah. So I've beaten the game. I've gotten to the darkest side of the moon. I haven't beaten that part yet because it's a pain in the ass, and I just haven't. I haven't honestly really sat down and tried to beat it. It's just I'll do like one attempt and be like, okay, fuck this. I'm done. I need to just actually sit down and do it i know i can it's just i need the patience and i don't have the mindset for it right now um you know it's nice to know that there's sections of that of, of that kind of frustrating you know level that they, they that mario the team the mario team or nintendo if you will uh tends to get to because i did feel like a lot of odyssey is a bit easy do you feel that way yeah so it's nice to know there's some parts that are going to frustrate you and make you come back another day because, like, you know, I was playing Super Mario World probably earlier this year, and and you can't, there's no fucking way you're going to sit down and beat that shit in, like, two or three sessions. Like, you're just not, you know? And to me, that kind of gave you a lot of reason to keep coming back, and it kind of, you know, made the games kind of string out if you wanted to you could be normal people i'm not talking about people that play games all day every day but you know people that work and, and things like that you could beat mario odyssey in a week like no problem you know um your first time through i mean you know yeah yeah the first time through it's um i've actually gone back and started a new save file and i just wanted to see how long it would take me to beat the game straight through and um, I could do it in, God, I think I could do it in less than five hours. I can do it. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, um, like I said, that is one, and I've told you this, that's one complaint I have with the game. Because I really screwed up my first playthrough was once you get the amount of moons in that, in that one world you're in, there's really no point to collect more. It won't help you progress in the story at all. I mean, if you want to get the most out of it and you want to truly feel like you... Because a lot of people aren't going to go back after they beat Bowser and go back and replay. I mean, a lot of people aren't going to do that. Yeah. They feel like they've had enough and they're going to move on. So I recommend that if you're, if you're not... If you are one of those people that's not going to go back and you know you're not, spend a little time and explore the worlds because there is some cool, fun shit to do and, like, some mini-games and stuff like that or mini-levels, mini-challenges. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you understand that there is, you know, post-game content and stuff, then, uh, yeah, absolutely, it's it's pointless. You're right. I wish I wouldn't have spent as much time as I did on some of it. I wish I would have listened to you. Yeah, and it's it sucks, you know, especially when I did my second playthrough. It just made me realize, oh, I wasted all this time just exploring all the worlds for the first time, which, yes. you know, not that I didn't hate doing that, it just felt... It, you come to realize, oh, it's pointless. You just you can beat the game, and the, and then you can go really start to explore the worlds. And that's what I've been doing. I've been I finally finished um, collecting all the moons in Cap Kingdom and Cascade Falls. 
I'm, I'm starting to slowly go through each world now and finally collect all the coins and the moons because I just basically rushed to get to 500 as quickly as I could. And I left probably like, you know, five to 10 moons in a lot of the worlds, especially the beginning worlds. So let, let's, let's break it down real quick just in case anybody hasn't played it. Um, and this isn't really a spoiler, but so um, the game is kind of a, a blend of um, Super Mario Galaxy and like Super Mario 64. Would, would, you, would you agree with that, Matt? For the most um, I would say it's more similar to 64 and Sunshine. Galaxy is too linear to even compare it to odyssey okay but the way that you go from like world to world and you're on a ship and you have to collect things to power the ship up to go to the next world that's straight out of galaxy yeah i can see i can see that comparison yeah so all right so it's kind of a well then all right so it's a blend of 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 um sunshine 64 and a little bit of galaxy um, whereas you have this ship you know and moons think of in, in, in mario 64 you had to collect stars and so many stars would, would open doors to get you into new worlds to play well the way they do with this is you collect moons real original um it is change yeah <laughs> you collect moons and the moons power up your ship to let you leave that world and go to the next one so you need like x number of moons to get to each one um so that's kind of what we talk about going from world to world or collecting moons that's sort of what it is um in a nutshell yeah pretty much um the i, I don't know it's i haven't had this much fun with a mario game since probably mario galaxy one and two um I really enjoyed Mario 3D World, but definitely not as much as I did with Galaxy 1 and 2. It's not that Mario 3D World is bad, but Odyssey is in my, if not top three, top four Marios. I'm going to go ahead and say top three. Um, 3D 3D Land isn't anywhere in the... Well, it's, not, what, it's just not up there. When you're talking Mario games, are you talking about just the straight platformers, not the RPGs? Yeah, no, no, no. Curry, good, good differentiation. Yeah, like like traditional Super Mario games. Yeah, like platforming. You know, save the princess, that type of shit. Not not uh, not RPG because I know how you feel about Mario RPG. Oh yeah, it's the fucking um, best one. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel about that, um, but no, um, you know, exclude that because that's that's a Square game if we're honest. You know, it's I know, a, I know, Miyamoto game. Um, but yeah, I mean. Would you agree? I mean, is it in your top list of Mario's? I well, really love it. Like, well, I, think it's, I think it's brilliant. What are your top three Mario games? If you had to, I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna put them in a specific order, but like, if you ask me to pick ones that I wanted to fucking play, it would be World. It would be Super Mario World. It would be Mario 64 and probably Odyssey. Mario 64 and Odyssey. Yeah, I would in definitely. Yeah, I would definitely choose. Super Mario Brothers three because I've played that I I love that game so much. Um, it's solid. That would be like my number four. It's solid for sure. Um, God, what would I have to choose next? I mean, right now Mario Odyssey would definitely make top three, and God, it'd be a really close contender between World and sixty four. I think World might beat it out though. If I had to be honest, I agree. But sixty-four was like game-changing, you know. And you know, you know, nothing really holds up well on the sixty-four. You can play the fuck out of Mario sixty-four. Oh yeah. Know? 
Oh yeah, I mean that that's a type of game you can you can always go back to and visit, and it'll take you a, a reasonable amount of time to beat as well if you're not like a speed runner or some shit. Man, that game will take you a lot longer than Odyssey to beat. A lot longer. Yeah, because it's fucking harder, and the it's harder, and the camera angles are shit. <laughs> Oh, you got some C buttons, baby. No analogs. No oh, analogs. God. Like about. <laughs> and talk about horrible camera angles. Dude, you know what I really want to go back? See, I really need to pick myself up a 64 again because I've been really itching to play some GoldenEye. Dude, you need to hurry up. Them shits are gaining value on. The I know. Mentioned, stores aren't having them in stock right now. I know. It's That's bullshit. Nuts. It's bullshit, man. It's I, I just watched uh, some video of Goldeneye, just you know, a little trailer of Goldeneye or whatever, and I'm just like, oh my god, I have so many memories playing that game, man. It's that that was the game. It, I mean, granted, I grew up playing. I think I grew up playing more Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo, but the sure. six, 64 was like the best party system for my teenage years. You know, it was not only Mario Party 1 and 2, because we didn't really play 3, but GoldenEye, Mario Kart 64, um, Smash Brothers, but GoldenEye was like the number one game we all played. Uh, I think anybody from our generation would tell you that they have a profane uh, attachment to GoldenEye, man, because... You didn't have, I mean, yeah, there was like your Duke Nukem's and your Quakes and stuff, but you had to have a hardcore PC at the time. Not a lot of people did. Not everybody did. Certainly not. Yeah, and no. That was a way to do uh, do first person shooter with your friends, man. You know, like that was where it started. You know, we all, we all still play that shit today. You know, so um, we should, man. Um, next time, uh, next time we can chill or something on like a Friday night, man. You should come over and we should play some fucking Bulletin. Oh, do you have it? Of course I did. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, do you ever? Um, I don't know. I might have told you, and if I said this on the podcast before, my bad. But we were talking about it. Did you? Did I ever tell you, or, or did it ever come up where um, how like they still do tournaments for that? How they do the control scheme? They, they change the controls. Did I ever tell you about that for Goldeneye? I know we talked about it before, but I don't remember at all how they, they set it up. Reverse it. They give you the look on the on the the, the analog stick, and okay. And they do their forward back side striping and all that on the C stick. Instead of having the up and down, you know, having to screw with it on the C buttons, they reverse oh. it so it's like more modern. It's reversed, like it's backwards than what you're used to, like as far as orientation. Huh. But that's what they do, and it's pretty interesting to watch. And I don't know why we never thought to do that as kids. Well, we didn't know any better as kids. I mean. But it's in there. Like, it's in the settings. Like, you can just go do it. Like, and it's like, why weren't we doing that? <laughs> I'd be interested to I'd be interested to try that. Efren 3G just said that was him, Duke Nukem, in the computer lab with serial cables. That's some pretty OG shit right there. Um, Dude, you got dedication if you're playing Duke Nukem on serial cables, because that's, like, slower than, like, a 33.6 modem. <laughs> well, yeah, but you got to remember, that's... That's not. There's not much data being transferred back and forth back then, though. I mean, it, it, 
Yeah, true, true. And there's probably not much. Uh, there's probably not much in the speak of a lag or anything. And dude, I remember wanting to play Doom and Doom Two with buddies so bad because I read up on, you know, how to play LAN and dial up and all that with Doom and Doom Two. But I had no buddies who had a computer. It was like I was one of the only kids that I knew that had a computer, and I was so sad a lot of times. <laughs> Dude, that is so sad because we lived in the same town and didn't know each other, and I did. We could have done that, Matt. Yeah. Oh, well. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I would have did that shit. I, honestly, I knew, like, one other kid. My, my buddy Sean was the yeah. only person locally that I knew. And if you wasn't available, you know, you weren't doing it. You know? Yeah, pretty much. But um, I guess moving on to another game I've been playing, which I haven't played in about a week and for good reason and that's stardew valley um i have i have warned you not to play that game because it is soul sucking and it's i mean it's basically harvest moon they basically took harvest moon back to nature from ps1 and turned it into a 16-bit game and because harvest moon back to nature is my favorite harvest moon game and I mean, obviously they've added their own flavor to the game as well too, but it's one of the, it's a really addicting game, and I, I, I there's a reason why I haven't played it for about a week because you know I I need to have a life. Well, it, didn't you say you played like almost almost or at thirty hours in one the first weekend that you had it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that hardcore gamers that's nothing. You know, they do that shit in one day, even though there's twenty four hours in a day, but. People like us, I mean, that's taking all of our free time. So yeah, that's pretty scary. Yeah, it, it is. And and I've told you, don't get it. And I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get it. No, don't exactly. do it. <laughs> don't do, do it. All right, I, question, real, real question though. Um, Harvest Moon, um, the PS One one, the one you're talking about, or Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, because it's and, and the only reason I say that is because Harvest Moon on PS One has aged and it's slow now like when playing it like the load times and all that and moving from place to place is slow stardew valley is just a lot smoother and while i think i there are some parts of harvest moon back to nature i prefer with the way the game works but stardew valley is just a much easier experience and there's no freemiumness to that game is there no 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 no. once you buy the game that's it Good, thank God. Damn, it sounds yeah. like it's a game that, that they went the right way. Like it sounds like it's truly great. You're not the first person to tell me about this. I've been meaning to get it. I just, you know, haven't. But they, it's almost like every time I hear about it, I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this must be a freemium like mobile game. No, no, you know it's I mean? nothing and like they that at all. Do it is awesome. Yeah, they they could have easily have done that too. Make it a freemium game, and 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 you know, it's only one guy that made the game. It's only one person. Shit. Yeah, One and the, guy, how long did it take them? Um, I, th- I think I want to say three or four years before it finally came out, and and even though he's the and he's the only guy, and it does take a long time for updates to come out since he's the only one who does it. So, I mean, I can't you can't blame him though. I mean, he, that guy must be freaking like living in a dream world that. His game, his game was the most downloaded game of the Switch last year, um, and it was way up there on the on the Steam charts for a while too. Yeah, 
It was really popular on Steam, PS4, and Xbox One when it first came out. And like I said, the Switch has turned it into even more popularity. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get it. I'll be the judge of uh, how soul-sucking it is. Yeah, definitely. So what games have you been playing lately? Oh, actually, I think you've got an important update before we get into games. I, I do. I have an important announcement that's going to affect everybody's lives. Um, I <laughs> am no longer a peasant who cannot experience the fruits of the PC Master Race as I have joined the PC Master Race now and forever. Uh, I put together a uh, rather shitty gaming PC, uh, but it works, and uh, I can play pretty much every game above 60 frames, most games in the 80 frames range, uh, and uh, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, I get to, you know, see what uh, all y'all snobs have uh, been, been putting in my face. You know, it's pretty nice. Yep, and the first game you played was Minecraft, right? Well, cool. well I mean, you gotta, I mean, that's like the new crisis, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, how how high can your Java threads get jacked up? Uh, actually, I haven't. If I, I should probably try and put it on there because it is a piece of a processor. It would probably destroy it. But um, yeah, no, I haven't done that. The first thing I played was PUBG. Uh, I you know I never really got to play it. I watched a bunch of uh, you know YouTube videos and, and and dreamed and lusted after it and couldn't have it. And uh, so that's literally the first thing I did was uh, was I didn't even try any other games. I, I went on to Steam and I gave them my money and I installed that shit and I played it. That was the first game I ever played on my my gaming PC. And what have your thoughts been on PUBG this, these past couple weeks? So initially, really good, um, hard, frustratingly hard. Yeah. Um, you know anger um throwing things replacing keyboards you know shit like that <laughs> um, then yeah then the new maps came out the new map came out and i i kind of prefer it and i think only because i've had better luck on that map um versus the first map it's more of like a desert uh thing as opposed to like a countryside and like jungle kind of not jungle but like forest type thing um so there's a lot of open spaces so a lot of people hate it for that um, I, I've had my best results. I think the top I've done was second place with like four kills, I believe. I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I haven't played it recently because they've opened this shit up in China and it's somewhere around 50, 60% of players are from China and they're cheating uh, to the point where uh, Blue Hole or PUBG Corporation, whoever it was, they they kicked and banned a hundred thousand users last week holy shit um that's a pretty rampant uh cheating problem yeah that really um, is you know i've been the victim of it um and and unfortunately it, you know they have de they have death camps now uh which is cool and that's finally we're getting caught finally um you know i suspect that most of the times that I, I you know i got hit by cheaters was before that and i couldn't review it so it wasn't really worth reporting um i'm waiting for it to happen to me now with the death cam um but it hasn't yet but i haven't been on it very much uh because it's kind of disheartening and like you can't even i was telling you earlier matt you can't even have your voice chat on because it's just like a bunch of dudes from china 
that are, you know, they're Google translating how to say the most <laughs> offensive things about your mother. Oh, jeez. The 12-year-old in me appreciates. That, that, I, I got to hand it to them. I, I need to, um, I, I need to do that. I, I, I haven't played the game in a while, but I need to just put on, go into the lobby and put on voice chat and just hear a whole bunch of, you know, 12 year old Chinese people, you know, say they fucked my mom or some shit. Oh, no, no. They're full, they're full grown men. They just think, think it's hilarious. And, you know, it's just, it's just a mess. Like, there is no, like, being serious with somebody on there. Like, even you'll get a squad. Like, if you play squads, and, like, they just don't stop the whole time. The whole time. And they're not even talking about you, necessarily. They just they just don't stop. And it's just, it, it, it's really, it's becoming a complete shit show. And it's really depressing because I waited so long to get a gaming PC pretty much for that game. And it's, like, kind of ruined, you know? Yeah, that's pretty shit. So, I don't know, that's kind of all I can really say. Most people are well aware of PUBG, so I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. But it is fun, it is cool, I've gotten pretty decent at it. I mean, by decent, I mean, like, um, I've never won. Um, so, <laughs> you know, there's that. Um, oh, I've never won either. Thing, I, I, I've gotten, as far as you have, I've gotten to second place. And, of course, it was one of those, it was me and one other guy, and I had no idea where the other guy was, and the circle was getting smaller and smaller. And then all of a sudden, boom, dead. I'm like, what? Where the fuck was he? <laughs> Pretty much what happened to me. Pretty much identically what happened to me, too. Um, uh, what else? What else? I see. Oh, Fortnite, so we can keep the Battle Royale shit going. I have actually been pretty actively playing Fortnite. Um, I actually started playing it before my gaming PC was up because I really just had that itch to play a Battle Royale game. Yeah. And I could get that on the consoles. Um, you know, um, I, I actually have most of my playing has been on the X-Bone. Um, but it actually, for such a simple game, it's kind of sad, but it actually runs a lot better on the PlayStation. There's not frame rate issues, but there certainly is like, um, like, uh, texture loading like texture map loading issues there's things are fuzzier looking on the xbox and i'm actually playing it on a 4k tv on xbox and on a 1080 tv on the playstation and the playstation is a little nicer um i have it on the pc as well my pc master race of course wipes its ass with that game <laughs> at the preset 60 frames that game is only allowed to run at 60 frames and my video card laughs at it um that's obviously the best way to play that game. Um, I still need to download that. Into it. Go ahead. I still need to download that game. I'll do it one day. Yeah. I, I don't know how or why you haven't. Um, you really should, man. We should we should get on that. It, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a really whole big cool. thing to do it. <laughs> What's that? It's a whole big thing, you know, having to click oh, yeah, download. Click stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not into that life. I'm not into that <laughs> lifestyle right now. <laughs> you, can, you can literally do what I did and just tell it on your PlayStation app on your phone to download it. Like, it's not even hard. Like, I, I think I did it at work. Oh, that's true. You're right. I, I should do that. <laughs> like, you don't even have to fire your PlayStation up to do it. But, but no, um, it, it's really cool. Um, I was lucky enough, a uh, buddy of mine, EJ, uh, him and uh, two of his, uh, his roommates, they play Fortnite. And uh, they've adopted me into their squad here and there uh, when they have an opening. And I played, I probably played them about four times now. 
um, on squads. We won once. It's the only time I've won Fortnite or any battle battle royale game. Uh, we did we did win, and all of us were still alive. That was pretty sweet. Uh, we got a little Mary Poppins uh, umbrella glider <laughs> for it, so look out. Um, Wait, a little Mary Poppins what? All right, so you know how like PUBG you um, you parachute in? Yeah. All right, so very similar. Uh, um, so PUBG, you come in on like a you know like a C seventeen or something. I don't know some some military propeller drop drop plane. It's very realistic, very army. On Fortnite, you are in a school bus that's painted a psychedelic color and it has a balloon on it, and you jump in from that. And then instead of a parachute, yeah, instead of a parachute, okay. you have a glider. But same same fucking principle, you know. Okay. Same exact principle. Um, there's no benefit to if you have a different glider. Like I said, I got an umbrella. It's a metal umbrella, so I don't know how it works because you just sink. But it, it it doesn't give you an advantage. It's, it surely looks, you know. Um, oh, so just cosmetics then. Cosmetics, yeah, it's just like PUBG. There is no like buying anything to give you an advantage. It's all cosmetics. So anything you unlock or you buy with real money is 100% cosmetic. Okay. Interesting. Um, the difference between the two is PUBG's map is much, much larger. Uh, so they have vehicles in PUBG. Uh, Fortnite, uh, although it's a good size map, it's, I wouldn't say it's small by any means, but um, there are no vehicles, and you know it would kind of ruin the game if there were. You can really get to where you need to go on foot if you have to. Um, so there's none of that, but they have this really cool building um, element to it, uh, which is pretty sweet. Uh, like You use it defensively, essentially. Um, you'll use it... Um, to sort of block bullets or to kind of barricade yourself in or make yourself a, um, a, you know, some type of barricade or something like that. Or you can use it uh, sort of offensively to build up to things to get better items that you have a hard time getting to or reaching or things yeah. like that. So it changes it up quite a bit, you know. Um, it adds a different element to it, and it's fun. You know, it's. I think they both have their place, PUBG and Fortnite. Um, they really do. Okay, interesting. Um, like I said, I'll check it out one day. Yeah. Dude, install that shit so we can play, man. I will. I will. I'll get to it. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? Uh, oh, I played Wolfenstein, uh, just like you. Uh, although, uh, I did play it on the PC, Master Race. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, I guess because it's from 2014, my 1060 video card didn't hiccup at it at all. Like, it played everything, max settings, and it never even really breathed heavy. So that's kind of, that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, Wolfenstein is good. Um, I didn't play the second one. I know you did, Matt, and you think that the first one is better. Is that right? I feel like the gameplay in the second one is better, but the story in the first one was better. Okay, all right, makes sense. One of them's a little newer, more advanced. Um, the game was the game got hard uh, later on. Like I think the bridge level was the first one that really gave me trouble. Yeah. The one uh, that that's that. the one right at, no, no, that's the one right before the moon. Yeah. Right before the moon. It yeah. really got, it really ramped it up. I had a lot of uh, frustration uh, at that point, but I did not turn it down. Um, I never felt the need to. Um, so again, Matt, I, I will concede you're a bit better at most video games than I am. So if you turned it down on console, yeah, uh, for sure. But, um, you know, it, it's a great game. Um, it's Wolfenstein. 
it's you know you're shooting nazis <laughs> yeah pretty much it's great you know if you want to change from like a from a sandbox game which is like what everything is nowadays um you know it's kind of cool uh it's very linear um but yet there's still areas to explore there's nooks and crannies to find there are alternate paths you can take through most areas yeah um which was cool you know i found it kind of nice to 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 know the direction i needed to go and and why and when it was i don't know i enjoyed it matt it was a fun game i think i beat it in like 12 or 13 hours it's not a very long game um but um it's pretty great and you can get it for dirt cheap no matter what system you pick it up for so i'd recommend it absolutely yeah definitely no i had i had overall fun with the game it was um it was good it was just um i'll probably go back and play it maybe a couple years from now just to do the other timeline the wyatt timeline or whoever i chose i chose the the scottish guy <clears throat> it's so funny that we both like so matt asked me because you there's a point where you have to choose sort of which direction you're going to go in the game and it's based on a, a one of the characters one or the other of the characters and matt asked me you know he's like oh which one did you pick and i was like i forget the scottish guy's dude scottish uh dude's name but I said it or whatever, and Matt's like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was just so funny. We were in the same place. Like, screw that young-ass kid. Like, we're keeping yeah. Scott. <laughs> well, no, he was just a whiny little bitch. And I'm like, no, I don't he, want him. He really was. <laughs> and the Scott guy seemed like he knew a lot of shit. So I'm like, no, no, this guy's going to be more valuable. So yeah. both, both and of us were like, screw the young kid with his life in front of him. We're taking the old dude. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing it affects is the different upgrades you get on that laser gun. Because um I know oh, that might be, yeah because I noticed in Wolfenstein two I guess this is spoilers or something is you have to choose again who you saved in the first game and you you also see what different uh gun the different laser upgrades you get between choosing you know Wyatt or the stupid kid I see okay all right. So that's my only guess, though. Game that it, the replay wouldn't be painful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, but... um. Uh, what else? Uh, I got a couple other things I was playing. I did sink a bunch of time into this game, Matt. Uh, you talked about soul-sucking. Uh, this game absolutely has the potential to be soul-sucking, just like uh, Stardew Valley for you, is uh, City Skylines. Um, that's another one. That's that was another forbidden fruit for me that you can only play on uh, PC. Um, so I made sure to gobble that up. Um, I got it during Steam sale. I got it for like seven or eight bucks, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, City Skylines is like it's like a SimCity uh, is the best way to, that I can really you know say to compare it or, or, or match it up to. A um, little more advanced. Um, no silly shit. Like you don't have monsters coming fucking up your town and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but but you know, really good, really fun. Um, you know, I've got I've got somewhere around thirty hours sunk into it, um, and I did kind of burn out a little bit uh, on it, Matt. Um, and I think as I started playing Mario and I started playing Fortnite, there just wasn't enough room for me uh, to jump in on that right now. Um, but it's cool, and if you like that type of stuff, it's really good, really, really good. The requirements aren't very high. Um, to play it, it's just I didn't have um, the right Intel integrated graphics on my shitty other PC that I had, so I couldn't play it. Um, but you don't need a strong PC to play it at all. Um, so I don't know. Check it out if uh, if anybody wants a good SimCity. Uh, totally doable. No, I'll probably 
check it out. Maybe in the next Steam sale or something. Have to check it out there. Yeah, because it's like thirty bucks normally, and you know, I, I I can't see spending thirty bucks on it. That's kind of extreme. Oh, okay. How much did you spend on it? You said. Well, I did the deluxe, so I got it for. It was like the core game was like eight bucks, I think. And oh like yeah, price, it was like a little over ten. So I, that's know, I got right it for sixty six percent off. Okay. Okay, cool. And and that game tries to f you too, man. There are so many like expansions and DLCs and shit for it. Oh, just um, like The Sims. Go ahead. No, just like The Sims. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's perfect. Yes. It, it's just like that. Um, there's a shit. On the flip side, though, there is a shitload of mods that you can download for free, and a lot of people do a lot of that. And so I haven't really messed with that, but that's that's a thing. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, if you, if you ever want a good SimCity mat and it's on sale or whatever, grab it. Worth it, definitely. Um, uh, last last game that I've been playing recently that I can think of at least, or that's worth noticing. And, and Matt, this is really really good. This game. Did you do you know anything about this? The inside. Inside is called. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of it. Okay. So I think I heard about it on like. Um, they were like on the VGO podcast, the Video Game Outsiders. I think a while back they were talking about playing it or something and how good it was. And I didn't, I didn't really give a shit because I'm not <laughs> into gaming. I haven't, yeah, I haven't been for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know how or why, but I saw quick gameplay of it. I'm like, that is pretty cool. So I went ahead and they let you play like a good like ten minutes of it for free. Yeah. So I did it, and I was like, yep, take my money. So I gave him, like, this four bucks or whatever it was, six bucks to buy it. And, um, uh, you know, played it all the way through. And uh, it's so good that even my son Aiden wanted it. I bought it for him, and he played it and beat it all the way through. It is, uh, you know, phone games have a lot to learn from this. It's visually beautiful, like, and it's all dark, too. So you, normally games that are dark are shitty. Yeah. You know, and and you can't see nothing. This is very artistic. It's very cool. The lighting is very fucking cool, especially on a cell phone. Um, it's a platformer, um, but they don't overly do it with the controls, and they don't make it where you're like uh, like it's an endless runner or anything by any means like that. Um, I don't know. Check it out. I don't want to spoil it because like, I don't want to say too much about it, um, but if you want something a platformer that feels quality and feels modern, uh, on your phone and that a touch screen doesn't ruin the experience um inside is fucking phenomenal and you can try it for free it's not like a fucking app but you can no <laughs> i'm get the experience so no you know, I, I, I no i recommend that to everybody i was pretty blown away don't do it. it don't do it don't do it <laughs> yeah, if you want to be a you know a mobile gaming mark go ahead but i don't i don't live that life no you need to play that stupid egg game i was addicted to for like six months Oh my god, the, the, the fucking tap game where you fucking yes. make eggs. Oh my god, it was... Dude, okay, you, you know how picky I am with mobile games. It's very hard for me to even like any kind of mobile gaming. Alright? When I downloaded that egg game, I was so addicted to it. Okay, so the basic premise of this stupid egg game is you have an egg farm. You have an egg farm and you create chickens to lay more eggs. And you have to build... You have to upgrade your hen houses, and you upgrade your eggs to get you more money, and you have to upgrade your trucks in order to ship your eggs out. And then you can, once you make 
enough money, you get to upgrade your egg to like a food. It starts off as a food egg, and then you can upgrade your egg to like a medical egg where it cures cancer and all that shit. Eventually, your eggs can learn to, you know, warp time travel and all that shit and gravity and defy gravity and all that. And it's it's just so fucking good. How much? How many? How much? Well, first of all, what's the money called, and how much of it do you have in that game? Um, well, it depends on what egg I'm currently building. Um, the last time I played, I had, um, got, so when it goes up to 10, it's duo, no, no, decillion, and then it goes to undecillion, and then, so I think the last I had was duo decillion, like 12 duo decillion dollars, which is 12, duo decillion is 12 million millions. So, or, or the United States black budget. Same, same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Right. right. But um, it's such a stupid little game. It's so addicting. I watched you play it, and I watched you just sit there and mindlessly tap, and upgrading things and building shit and, and having something to do on my phone, and, and when you told me how much money you had, like, really kind of, you know, intrigued me, but, like, I just, I couldn't, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, it, if anybody in the chat's played it, chime in, or if anybody wants to get out of us after the podcast, let me know, because... I, I I can't see it. It's it's so it's so dumb, but yeah, it's dumb. Well, there you go. So now now we're talking about mobile gaming. So we've reached an all new low. You know, we can talk about for a little bit. It's another type of gaming that I've been doing a lot lately, and that's board gaming. I have been I've been board gaming like a motherfucker lately, actually. Yeah. Um, so. Over Christmas, we got the Monopoly Gamer Edition, which is basically Mario Monopoly. And um, so one of the things I like about it, and you have to get this game, Butler, because your kid and wife will actually really enjoy it. One, it doesn't take five hours to play a single game of Monopoly. It takes at most an hour to play. And you're done. So explain. You told me before, but explain to me again. How is it? How is that possible? Like what? So, what, what, what changes that, that causes that to happen? Because you know, Monopoly going on for three weeks and like people not speaking <laughs> to each other, sleeping in separate rooms and shit is just you know, it's not feasible. Yeah. So, so there is an end to this game. So basically, it has the the basic Monopoly rules. You can buy properties, and you know, you have a sort of a chance card or a community chess card but instead of a community chess it's a superstar power and each character you play as has a different superstar power whether that is you get more coins or you steal coins or you steal properties or stuff like that and so it's kind of like a mix of monopoly and mario party um okay so basically every time you buy a property you get points and, you know, the, the low-end properties are worth, like, 10 to 20 points. The high-end properties that are, like, boardwalk are worth 50 points. And okay. every time you pass go, there is a boss battle. You're fighting one of the Koopa kids, like Larry Koopa, Morton Koopa, and all that. And the way you fight the, the Koopa kids is you have to pay a certain amount of money to be able to fight them and you have to roll a dice like three or higher or four or higher and etc in order to beat beat the boss and when you beat the boss you not only get the points of the boss but you also something will happen whether you win more money or you steal a property or you send someone to jail when you beat the boss so 
there's seven Koopa kids and then you fight Bowser at the end. When you fight Bowser at the end, that whoever beats Bowser, that's the end of the game at that point. So it's a race to get to Bowser then, essentially. In a sense, because we've had some games where we had all the properties bought on the Monopoly board and we still hadn't even come close to beating Bowser or getting to Bowser yet because we were just all rolling really bad. <laughs> Damn. But um, it's it's a really fun game, and um, you start off with you the game the when you buy the game you have four characters: Mario, Princess, um, Donkey Kong, and Yoshi. And if you go to GameStop, you can actually buy up to eight more characters for the game, and they're only like four bucks each. I went to GameStop this weekend and bought all I bought seven of them. There I was missing one of them; they didn't have it at the store. And um, would that be ISC instead of DLC, like in-store content? Yeah, in-store content, I guess. But I mean, it, it's actually worth it getting those characters because it changes the way you play the game as well, too. Be- True. It, it it adds more content to it, and it's it's so much fun. My kids fucking love the game, man. It's it's and it's like I said, it's quick, it's easy, and it's just a really fun time. Yeah, you you really talked me into it. Um, uh, never mind the fact that we literally have four versions of Monopoly at home. I mean, what's a fifth? But it, um, but it, it's not like a normal Monopoly game, though. And that's the no, thing. I know, I know. It's it's different. It's it's, it's a play on it. I, no, I, yeah. I, it sounds awesome. And shortening it up, honestly, I'm all for. Like that that needed to be done a long time. Oh yeah. We're honest. Oh yeah. And then um, we got another game called Exploding Kittens, which is sort of. It's, I guess the best way to describe Exploding Kittens is it's sort of like Uno, in a sense. So basically you have like a deck of 40 cards. And in that deck of 40 cards, if you you have four players, there's going to be three Exploding Kittens. And, you know, as soon as you draw an Exploding Kitten, you lose the game. But you have cards they call Diffuse Cards that allows you to diffuse the bomb, so to say. And you can decide to, you can put the Exploding Kitten back anywhere on the draw deck. So you can put it, you can put it back on top if you want, if you want to screw over the next player. Are there, like, cleverly drawn, like, uh, like animations of, yes. of, of all these things going on on these cards? Yes, and they were extremely funny. My kids could not stop laughing at Excellent. one playing it, and they freaking loved it. And, and it's nothing dirty or anything. It's, right, right. it's all stupid fart humor, pretty much. Hey, perfect. So, um, no, it's... And, and there's other cards that you know allow you to skip your draw turn or make or force someone to draw two times, stuff like that. And um, it's just a really fun, quick game. We played we played it two times yesterday, and it took maybe um, twenty minutes each time we played, which is not long at all. So it's a pretty quick card game. That's awesome, and then you can have a few games like if you wanted to, and like in a session or in an hour, yeah. you know, and do a best two out of three or something like that. Yeah, uh, Efren Three G just said it's the artist from the Oatmeal Web Comic. I don't know if you ever w- read that before. Oh, I do. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't read it. I'm I'm well aware of it. I've seen quite a bit of it. I haven't like actively read it, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's celebrity art, if you will, almost. Yeah, and then the last board game that we got 
is Settlers of Catan. Because, and I have been dying to get that game and play it. Yeah, you, you've been talking about that one for quite a bit. How much have you really gotten to play it? Well, we only got to play it once because it is a little bit involved in setting it up and everything. And it was... While the oldest Jazzy was pretty bored by the game, she she did she liked the game for its stre- strategic aspect of it. Strategery. Strategery aspect of it. Right. It was just it it took us over an hour to finally play the game and you know get it done. And plus, we were all really tired. It was like almost midnight by the time we got done playing. <laughs> and, and um. It's it was just a lot of fun, and I can't wait to play it again. And now that we understand the way you play the game, it's just it it, it was really good. I I need to I need to bring that over, and you and I can play. Well, or maybe you, me, and your wife, or my wife can play or something. Yeah, yeah, let's do something like that, <clears throat> and, then, and then Gold and I. Yes, that'd be really fun. <laughs> the, the last time, the last time we ended up playing uh, Streets of Rage, which you had never played, that was pretty. Dumb almost beat it that freaking last level kicked our asses <laughs> we could totally do it this time around though. oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. but um, no that's been pretty much it for board games um i'm now kind of addicted to wanting more board games now but my wife has told me to slow down and let's enjoy the ones we have right now and i'm like no why would i listen to you that's not how this works yeah lady. yeah and and Efren 3G also said Catan is the gateway drug of designer board games, and I can see why. Designer board games. What 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 does he mean by that? Is it like super like fancy and like well crafted? Yeah, like there, dude. There are some board games out there that are so in depth and crazy that. Oh, dude, I, I can't even begin to describe even what their names are. But some board games can take literally all day to play, and you're not even done with it that's i mean that's kind of cool though that seems to be a thing like i noticed like like trey parker and matt stone like uh they did like this thing where you could be immortalized and drawn into south park i don't know if you saw that or whatever no i haven't seen that all right so yeah it was just like some some sweepstakes thing they were doing but um they were like yeah and like join us in our whatever room where we're playing board games and we should be working or whatever and they had a shitload of board games so uh, it doesn't seem to be like a thing I'm noticing. You know, a lot of people are really jumping into these, and, and it's not that they're jumping into old shit. Like, there's new stuff like coming out like this. You know, like the game you were just talking about, and uh, I think that's pretty rad, man. It's kind of coming back around. Dude, I love that they're coming back around. What, be- we, what do we have when we were kids? Fucking mousetrap and life. You know, same as they ever were. <laughs> oh, dude. You know, like- oh, dude. The board game I probably played the most as a kid would probably be chess. I played that so much. But again, same as it ever was. You know, where's the new shit? You know, nothing. I mean, I love chess, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I played a game called Stratego back in the day. Did you ever oh play yeah, yeah, I played that too. Um, oh, another really good game that I remember playing as a kid was Ax. Al- was it Allies and Axis or Axis and Allies? Axis and Allies. Yeah. yeah. I played that. It, it was like Risk, but on steroids. Yeah, I dude, I remember that. That was a good game. Shit. Dude, that that was a game that could take forever to like play and beat. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, it could days. Days. I should I played for days with a buddy of mine, my buddy Sean, and we never finished it. Dude, there there was another board game that I 
uh, when I looked up the price of it, it's way too expensive now. It's like three hundred bucks. It was. It's very similar to Risk and Axis and Allies, but it's called Shogun, and it's it's basically you you pick an army of samurais and you try to basically take over Japan in the you know samurai era. That's pretty rad. It, it, it was really fucking cool, and the little pieces they came that came with it were. You know, little samurai guys, and I fucking loved it. I actually ended up using those samurai guys. Like, you ever, you ever think about like the whole like, um, like the, the what do you call it, the the romance that we have with like samurai or any of that type of idea? But like in reality, like that was like probably some seriously like dark, brutal fucking shit. You know? Well, yeah. Like, we, oh yeah i i definitely romanticized knights and and um samurai and all that but then when you start to really learn about the history of them they're all fucking assholes they really are like like crazy assholes like like real bad i mean yeah uh, of course there were you know honorable knights and samurai and all that that they talk about in tales and legends but in reality they were probably all just complete assholes just drunken, angry, power-hungry assholes. Oh my god, yeah. And ninjas, too. That, that was something that we always fantasized about as well, I too. I heard that's not real. That's not a thing. Well, what do you mean, it's not a thing? Ninjutsu and all that, like, that's not real. Like, well, it wasn't back then. Well, I mean, it wasn't a thing back then, but ninjas were real. It's just not the ninjas we think about. You know, I mean... So, like, Tom Tom? Like, like Tom Tom's not real. Is that what you're trying to say? Wait, Tom Tom. Wait, what's that? <laughs> From the Three Ninjas the movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Talk about a throwback. But um, <laughs> oh, just, no. It's it's just that ninjas were just basically they were assassins, pretty much. But they didn't dress up all in black and you know go scale walls and kill people. I mean, I'm sure that happened, but you know. I mean, Throne stars were real, but I mean, well, yeah. did ninjas use them? Mm, I don't know. Now, and see, that that's the thing that always gets me, like playing Assassin's Creed and all that. You, you know how you have to like stay hidden and all that? You don't want to draw yourself attention? Why wear the fucking worst thing that will make you stand out in a crowd? Um, well, <laughs> you ever notice that? Dressed. What? First of all, the way he's dressed yeah. makes him stand out like a fucking, like, I'd be like, hey, even back then, you'd be like, look at this fucking creep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, real ninjas and assassins back in, especially in the, in those days, they, they wore everyday clothes because you yeah, wanted to blend in. Differentiated, hiding in plain sight. That's real ninja shit right there. Yeah. You know what else was real? Is how bad I wanted to have a fucking red light in my room to warn me when mom was coming to the room. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh I'm shit. Sure ninjas had that shit because three ninjas. <laughs> I wanted it really bad. Dude, I wanted the um fighting dummy they had so bad too. Actually, that thing was fucking cool, man. I wish I had a grandpa like they had too, with a really awesome property that he had. The legit ninja training facility. Yeah. Is like a fucking yeah. <laughs> God. Dude, you're going to make me go back and watch that movie now because I... Oh, my God, don't. Oh, my God, don't. No? It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. Like, oh, that, come on. That, that, should be how, that should be on How Did This Get Made podcast, dude. It's so fucking it can't bad. Be, it can't be as bad as I remember. It, can't, it couldn't have been that bad. Dude, it makes Mighty Ducks look like some fucking... 
you know, Tarantino shit, bro. Like, it's... it's oh, it's God. Bad. It's bad, bad. I, I'm going to go back and watch it. It's... It do, can't... Do it and report back, dude. It's fucking the worst. <laughs> oh, God. It can't be as bad as Street Fighter. It's... Um... No, it, it is. It's probably worse. It's probably worse. What Street Fighter was... I just watched that recently. That was really bad. That was yeah, fucking wretched, but I mean, at least Jean Claude Van Damme was in it. Yeah, he was in it, but he barely fought. I don't. Did he? He only fought like once, and then Chun Li was the one who I think fought the most in that movie. She was all right. The the fighting was all right. Well, I mean, the the fighting was terrible, but it was. Oh God, I don't. Let me let me tell you the one up that Tree Fighter has over fucking Three Ninjas, Jean Claude Van Damme. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> He's not in it a lot, but they didn't even have that, so it's pretty bad. No, I, I will tell you what the Three Ninjas has over Street Fighter. Um, the bus driver from a uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I forget his name. <laughs> <God damn. laughs> yeah. Now you talk about a freaking movie that was badass as shit big trouble in little china i love that that movie is still good to this day much more watchable than anything we were just talking about oh yeah Yeah. and i am so disappointed they're remaking that movie and the rock is going to be kurt russell's character the rock's in everything dude i mean it's look at at jumanji dude he's in that shit like who asked for that no one did but they made it anyway which i've heard the jumanji movie wasn't too bad Dude, um, it's like they made a fucking joke out of it. It's like all kinds of comic relief between him and fucking uh, Jack Black and what's his name, uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Like, it's it, it's just like the the first Jumanji. I mean, it had a couple of cute aha moments, but I mean that was a serious fucking movie, man. You know, like I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it, dude. I'm not stoked. I'm not super stoked about the fucking new one at all. Yeah, the you know how they can ruin the new big trouble in little china they 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 can ruin it if they make the rock it no well no if they made the rock's character a hero in the movie because it, it, it probably will happen i think it's a clause in the rocks uh probably contract that he has to ultimately become good because well, even when he used to be the villain in the fast and the furious well, movies well, when they came back and now he's good no, no, it's not that Kurt Russell's character was bad or anything. It's just that he wasn't the hero of the story. It was his um, Asian buddy. I can't remember his name right now. But when when you really watch, yeah, you're right. When when you really watch Big Trouble Little China, Kurt Russell doesn't really do much. He doesn't even right. save the day. <laughs> he he continually fucks up. Kurt fucking Russell, man, dude, fucking Snake Plissken, bro. Hell yeah. That's all I I can see. That's all I can hear. Fucking Snake Plissken, dude. Yep. Freaking. There's some movies that fucking. Escape from LA and Escape from. Those movies did not age well. They're pretty bad. New York is probably the best one. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to choose, I'd rather watch New York than LA. Fucking. The land and the glider on top of the World Trade Centers and shit, dude. Oh man, God! <laughs> yeah, those movies did not age well either. Um, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, real quick, uh, board games. I mean, I haven't played it recently, but I do have um, 
uh, why can I never think of it? But you can tell me what it is. Uh, Cards Against Humanity. Yep. Uh, we played that a couple times. It's pretty good. We picked up a couple expansions. Check it out if you don't know what it is. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, movies, Matt. Movies. Let's do it. Um. My two movies we both saw together. Um, so you want to talk about the two that you had first, and then we'll go into those. Sure. Uh, the so I've been watching some movies recently, and um, I have um, the first one I saw was Ingrid Goes West. It stars Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec, and she plays she um she plays um Chris Pratt's wife or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, she's the hot one that just hates everybody. Excellent, excellent freaking character, by the way. Yeah, so in Ingrid Goes West, she plays a stalker um, who finds someone she likes on Instagram and stalks them, like, insanely. Like, oh, God. And so th- that's pretty much all I'm going to say about the movie because you-, you need to really go watch it. It was... It was a really well done movie that just kept you wanting to keep watching and you never got bored in it. Um, Oh, fuck. Is it Ice Cube's son is actually in the movie and he played and he was actually really, really good in this movie. Um, Oh, you know, Ice Cube got money to send that kid to acting school. Come on. Oh, yeah. No, and he, he actually really held his own in this movie, too. It was really well done. But, um,. Overall, it was very enjoyable. It was one of those that kind of made you feel very uneasy at times when she was in full hardcore stalking mode. And it was it really kind of sends a message to to us as a society of how obsessive we get when we follow people on Inst- uh, not just Instagram but social media, you know, where People will look up to certain people who may not even be celebrities or anything, but because they have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, you look up to them. And that's pretty much what this is about, where she follows someone who's not famous, per se, in the traditional sense that we're used to, but she's Instagram famous, and so she ends up stalking this lady. That's a trip, man, and it's and it's so timely, too, you know? Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. I wonder how that's going to fare down the line. Like, kids are going to watch that, you know, teenagers down the line so they can see it on TV or something and go, what the fuck is Instagram? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but just like just like kids will be like, what the fuck is MySpace, you know? Yeah, well, they do that now. They don't know that shit. I know. They don't know that life, that MySpace life. That's fucking crazy. Oh, that's a fucking trip. Hey, so we need to, we, should we, if we're going to be talking about movies and shit, should we implement like a, uh, like a ratings thing? Like, uh... Like a one to five, what would you give it? Like we could do like, I don't know, like yep. yellow Super Nintendos. <laughs> yeah, we can do, how, how many yellow Super Nintendos would I give yeah. this? Um, there you go, out of five. Yeah, how many, so how many would you give it? I'd probably give it a three out of five yellow Super Nintendos. Alright, so you'd go to the flea market and, and, and buy it three yellow Super Nintendos. You know what, next time I'll I'll put a little graphic on the, the screen for the stream to put the little Super Nintendos or whatever. <laughs> I'll I'll do it. I'll work on that this week. Um, so yeah, I'd give it about three out of five Super Nintendo Yellow Super Nintendo. So the other movie that I watched was I don't feel at home in this world anymore, and 
This was a little bit more of a weird movie. It starred um It sounds depressing as fuck. Like initial <laughs> yeah, yeah, the 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 title sounds depressing as fuck. It's but it's really not. It's more weird than anything. So it's about this lady who gets her house gets robbed and her computer gets stolen and her grandmother's silverware gets stolen and it's like priceless silverware that you know you can't find it anywhere and all that stuff and so she you know basically goes to the cops and the cops don't give a fuck or anything so she takes justice into her own hands and finds elijah wood as her next door neighbor to help her out and it's elijah wood huh well that's kind of cool yeah it's just a it's just like a series of adventures that you know how they go about trying to find the um the silverware and all that and then it turns really really dark in the last 30 minutes of the movie where you think it's just going to be about these two people doing some vigilante justice then it just goes straight dark and it almost turns into like this horror movie in a sense in the last 30 minutes and Whoa. and nice twist there well, well, not a horror movie, but more of a thriller, I should say. And it gets right. pretty graphic, too. And it's freaking crazy. And, like, is it really out of place for, like, the rest of the movie? Or do they transition to it well? Or no, does it, like, totally, like, startle you and, like, take you, like, no, it, to a whole different place? It, it transitions to it, but the graphicness does feel... It does kind of startle or surprise you. Especially when there's a lot of vomit involved too oh my god yeah I, I'm, I'm not i'm not about that vomit life it's you sure you didn't accidentally get like a snuff film or something no 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 this is not snuff at all trust me okay. um all right. but um it was it was a decent movie i'd probably give it the same as ingrid goes west three out of five yellow snesses okay and so, um where did, where did you watch these what platform are uh, these like movie theater movies like where did you see these uh ingrid goes west i found on the side of the road and um i don't <laughs> feel it okay. yeah, right. yeah <laughs> i don't feel at home in this world anymore is actually on netflix it's a netflix movie oh shit well yeah, I, I was gonna say i was gonna go watch it but since my phone's dying dude what am i gonna do by the way there's no power still well i may i may have to finish this up as a single you know solo podcast if that's the case no i, I think we can yeah true so uh before we get into your movies uh i just want to talk about probably my second favorite movie of last year and that's the okay. the disaster artist and oh, yeah. why was that in the, on the notes dude what the fuck you love that movie yeah that no it's, it's on the notes you put it there oh i guess i didn't see it okay sorry yeah Carry no on. um oh yeah there it is so I was so pumped to see this movie, and because of this movie, I finally decided to sit down and watch The Room, and I've watched it probably five times now, The Room. So so real quick, because I've, I've been talking to a lot of people about wanting to see this, and a lot of people are really out of the loop. Give like a quick little background on it as to what it's about, because a shocking amount of people really actually aren't super in tune with it, and they weren't going to see it because they didn't understand. Yeah, so... The Disaster Artist is about uh, Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau is created or created and produced and directed 
what people consider the Citizen Kane of terrible movies. Um, <laughs> and okay. while while the movie itself is a bad movie, a, a lot of people like to claim The Room is the worst movie ever made. No, it's not. I've seen movies that are much worse than The Room. But, I mean, the movie is... I mean, the movie is bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just not the worst movie you've ever seen. But it's it's very bad and bizarre. And so The Disaster Artist is about Tommy Wiseau meets his, probably his best friend, Greg Sestero, and who, who Greg is played by uh, James Franco's brother, Dave Franco. And this is the first time they've been in a movie together. And I saw, there were at times where I was watching James Franco play Tommy Wiseau, and I forgot it was James Franco. Well, they, I mean, I've, I've seen some interviews and shit with Franco and, and, and Wiseau, and, like, literally, and I think you were the one that told me this originally, but, like, he would, Franco would talk to Wiseau as in character as Wiseau. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a fucking trip. It, it, it is it, it it was a really good movie um and it was actually really touching and now there's a part of the movie that I want to talk about that um it, it 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 really hit home for me and especially for something that we're doing right now so the, I guess this is a bit of a spoiler not really but um so when near the end of the disaster artist uh Tommy finally showcases the movie you know he has a, what he calls a real Hollywood premiere um oh hi Mark yeah he he has a real Hollywood premiere you know and um he you know so he has a a whole theater uh watching his movie and they're all laughing at it and and you know he and Tommy in his mind was trying to make a serious movie, and you know he storms out of the theater and and Greg, Greg his best friend tries to go comfort him, and and Tommy just go, gives a little speech about how he tried so hard to make a movie that you know he wanted everybody to like and love and take seriously, and that everybody's just basically laughing at him. And just making fun of them. And, you know, that part really hit home for me because, you know, with us doing podcasting and and not saying that you and I are going to make something of ourselves in content creation world. But, you know, we want people to essentially like what we do, you know, and there's there's so many times, especially with doing Magic with Zuby for so long, that it feels like you're talking in the void and no one is listening and or or. You mean how, like, when we ask for feedback and then, like, nobody says anything? Yeah. And, <laughs> no, but, but you know what I mean, where it's like, no, you, do, you, yeah. you try really hard to want to do something and, and have people like it only for people to either, you know, never see it or never give feedback or, or never even, you know, say they like it or even hate it, you know? I mean, at least if someone says, hey, they hate what you do, that means, hey, someone watched it, you know? but um no but that was a part of the movie that really spoke to me because it's you know it for anybody that gets into content creation like we do for us to say oh you you'll never care if people listen to your stuff i mean that's kind of a lie you you start doing stuff like this oh, because yeah. you want someone to listen to it and like it or or, or well, something otherwise it's just us talking and we do that shit every day yeah we wouldn't be putting it on the internet true no, absolutely 
Yeah, very true. So, um, but um, yeah, I gotta say that's probably my second favorite movie I've seen last year, and it was, and what was the coolest part about it was when I went to go see it in theater, I was literally the only person in the theater watching it. That's so weird to me because it, I, I dude, I really think that like, I mean, I think that they got nominated for some shit. I think Franco actually won an award. Yeah, he won a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy. Right. Now, it's crazy, though, that, and I really do think there's some kind of disconnect. I, I think that they should have marketed it a little little harder, but, you know, it's a real gamble on a movie like that, and I understand why they well, didn't, but I, I think it's going to be a big cult classic. I think it's going to have yeah. a big second life. Well, I think a lot of the big reason why it didn't do so well is because it came out a week before Star Wars. Yeah, true. Star Wars fucking eclipsed everything. Oh my god, yeah. Surprise. Yeah. But um so let's talk about the movies that you've seen recently. All right. So, I'm going to be honest. I like I've talked about we shouldn't have put it on here, but I feel like we should probably talk about it. I'm sure everybody's kind of done hearing about it, but Star Wars. Um, oh, what's that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, what 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 is that shit? No. Um, you know, Matt and I, we were lucky enough, we got to go see it uh, through work, amazingly. The day it came out. Yeah, um, you know, because they, you know, we had to listen to some spiel about some, we literally had a rep uh, of a company try to tell us that, like, quarter million dollars was, like, next to nothing to purchase, you know, equipment for our enterprise. And for, literally. That's next to nothing for a real company. A real, whatever, you know, whatever word he used, but... It was, you know, it was kind of shocking, and then we proceeded to watch the new Star Wars movie on their dime. Um, so that was kind of cool, you know. Instead of being at work, we got to do that. But um, so, what well, is Star Wars Episode Eight? Is the the Last Skywalker? Is that is that is that the working title? Um, oh, it's. I think it's called the last, um, the last subversion of our expectations. <laughs> The last uh, person from the original cast uh, get, gets killed off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, <laughs> you know, oh, God. I liked it a lot more when we saw it. I, I, I wasn't super happy with it, but I did like it a lot more when we first saw it. Now I've had time to set in. I've, I've had to listen to other people's opinions. And although I don't really base my opinion off other people's opinions, some important points were brought up. And I think, Matt, you even kind of swayed me a little bit. Um, it's not so good. Um, you know, one of the main, uh, oh my God, I think there's a raccoon in here. Oh my God. <laughs> oh shit. Really? Oh my God. It's an armadillo. What? Okay. No, no, you need to put this on FaceTime right now. If my fucking phone would work. God damn it. I can't. I can't. He's already fucking gone. Oh my God. He scared the shit. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> if it was a raccoon and they're brave as fuck around here and you literally have to hit them with something and they fight back and oh so shit he scared the shit out of me <laughs> that's crazy florida you guys florida that, that's real he's probably digging out my yard fuck wait a minute that's a problem um well dude it's raining outside and shit you can't do anything about that i will fucking yell at armadillo i mean yeah you can try but a weed eater. It's gas powered, only electric. I'll scare him away. Dude, you got a gun too. Just shoot it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> you got a shotgun too, don't you? Easy, easy, easy. Uh, no, actually, I don't though. But um, I thought you had a rifle. Um, I, I mean, look, I I believe in the Second Amendment. All right, but you know, we'll leave it there. Um, you have the right to bear arms. You have some that's bear not a arms. Opinion, but I will point out, we live in Florida, and everybody here has guns. So if you yeah. don't. And want to be the one who doesn't. If, if you if if any of our viewers right now are watching or listeners listening and they aren't from Florida, it's not uncommon for like armadillos to walk walk up to you, and not uncommon for alligators to just show up in your yard one day. It's true. It's dangerous here. It's like uh, you know, it's it's a swamp that we should have never moved into. It's, yeah, pretty much. You, you need shit to defend yourself from everything. Um, armadillos are gross, though. They give you, like, fucking... I think they carry leprosy. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah, no, Like, that's why you don't want, like, your dogs to get after them or anything. But, uh, but anyways, so, um, so back to, uh, Star Wars. Um, you know, uh, you know, you and I, we looked at each other when it happened in the theater, um, and I just oh, God. over it, and it ruined it, and it was her perfect chance to go as a hero, Carrie Poppins. No, yeah. Dude, that, God, that scene, and I'll be honest, when we first watched that in the theater, you're right, it was the perfect way for her character to be sent off, and I was actually feeling really, really sad, you know, because, hey, this is Princess Leia, the one that I grew up watching and all that, and then all of a sudden for her to open up her eyes and go Superman on us, I we both looked at each other and just go, what the fuck is this shit? And it really gave me a sour outlook for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because Carrie Kent ruined it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Kent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Because I'm like, Oh, this is it. This is where they, this is where she's, you know, this is what they, you know, this is a great way for her to go. She went out as a hero. This It's over. Finger twitch. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Oh, yeah. You know, so, just... and, and you know, when when I went back and watched it the second time, that wasn't even the the worst part of the movie for me. And I've gone back and told you that the Luke, Ray, and Kylo Ren parts were the best parts of the movie. Um, oh yeah, by the, far. The, they really were. For everybody who you know complains about Luke Skywalker being all different. Yeah, the biggest complaint I have with Luke Skywalker is him just throwing away the lightsaber in the beginning. That just felt like a huge slap in the face to us fans. But I got over it, you know? I I kind of yeah, I felt the same way at first, but I it's it to me all right, so here's what I think Matt, is that it's the only part of like the old Luke from the old movies that's left. Like like whereas like it, it's not in, in the movie in the spirit of the movie it's not really comic relief like as far as it's more he's more serious like he doesn't give a fuck you yeah know what i mean and he's throwing it away but it was kind of comic relief ish and it kind of had that kind of quirkiness that you would see in some of like the original trilogy so i don't know like the more i think about it the less i hate that part but you're right it was kind of shit because of what she went through to get it and everything i mean yeah story-wise it was kind of fucked like they could have accomplished that a different way I guess, but, you know. Yeah, it felt, the, the biggest thing that I hated about that was it just felt so on the nose, and it felt like perfect comedic timing with it. You know, it's, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into that part, but the worst parts of those movie, that movie, was the casino planet with Finn and Rose. and Total filler. Total fucking filler. 
fucking filler to, to have to do with a plot point to give them something to do. Yes, it, it was basically like, it was it was prequel levels bad. That whole that whole casino yeah, planet. You're, you're a prequel uh, apologist, though, aren't, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, I, I would say yes, I am. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it. I like the prequels. They're they're okay. enjoyable. Would watch. Ugh. Fucking. You and Jar Jar can hang out, but that's another conversation yeah. for another day. <laughs> All right, quick question, kind of a nerdy question, um, and I actually don't think I've asked you about this. They, and, and I don't think it's too much of a spoiler because it doesn't. It honestly has nothing to do with the movie. But the um, X-wing in the water, like they show it, you know, under the water, uh, yeah, sees it or whatever. Um, how on, on a nerd now? It's a nerdy talk here. It's a nerd level. How effed do you think that was by the salt water? Oh, or completely. Because it's futuristic fucking future metals that it was totally fine and it would have fired right up. No, I think it would have been completely fucked. I mean, even though even though we like to think this is futuristic technology, techno- there's a lot of their technology that's still kind of shit. Yeah, that's true. And it, and it isn't like it's... It, that wasn't like a TIE fighter down there. I mean, that was a rebel fucking shitbox. Yeah. For honest. So true. No, I, I, I think that it... Even if Luke was able to lift it up and try to repair it, there'd be... It'd be fucked. Just shit would be corroded and stuff and just done. Well, you're a car guy. I mean, can cars okay, survive? based on... Right, okay. In the, in, in the real world and in, in a, on Earth, yeah, salt water destroys all eventually and plant life and shit. But that could have been fresh water, in which case, you know, I mean, they do have to be airtight in, like, the cabin area and the important things because they go into space. You know, it's hard to say. Um, I, I assume that's salt water. They don't tell us. It should it might not even been water, <laughs> you know. So, but I don't know. That, that's that's kind of why I wanted to open this up with you. It's kind of like you know, would that thing would have ran? I feel like showing it to us was kind of hinting at the fact that it might. But really, all yeah. we're showing is how he got there, and it's like, well, no shit, he got there on a fucking spaceship or something. Yeah. Sort. You know what I mean? Like, I was expecting to see that thing in action. So when I didn't, I'm kind of like, well, I wonder if it would even work. Yeah, and the the other biggest disappointment of that movie was they teased so hardcore that Ray and Ren would have joined up like right after Snoke died. Spoilers, I don't give a fuck. Um, and and that you know they they could have done something different with the story, right? And instead, it goes and turns back into a simple good versus evil story. Now. You have to at least give give the prequels some credit that they did deviate from the normal good versus evil story in terms of of its plot. It wasn't always just good versus. There was a lot of political maneuvering about it. Um. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about you know when Carrie Poppins was uh, unavailable and the kind of uh, back and forth between you know. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't so cut and dry on who was good or bad, and it was a little political, but, I mean, alright, no, and I guess, I guess, never mind, I'm sorry, I'm not thinking of fucking Kylo and his, his, his ass. Yeah, but, drama there too. but it, it, at, at the end of episode eight, they're, the the rebels are not only worse off than they were in the beginning of the movie, but literally, in terms of the grand scheme of things, in episode eight, nothing happened. 
when when you think about it. Y- yeah, R- Ray got to meet Luke, and Luke saved, you know, the rebels. Well, the, the rebels' numbers have seriously diminished. They're well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean. the 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 numbers are, like you said, seriously diminished. But in terms of the grand scheme of the plot, nothing really happened. I mean, right. y- yeah, Kylo Ren is in charge of the First Order now, and that's probably. Probably about it. That's the only change that actually happened in this story. Finn and Ray are basically no different than they were. Um, Rose completely fucking useless. Um, I, I I actually was liking her character up until she tried to say Finn and say that stupid cheesy. You can't. You got to stop hating to whatever. You got to save what you love, and then what's right in front of you or some bullshit or whatever oh my god i just wanted to, uh, I, I i literally wanted to it puke make for an interesting uh drama between him and, and, and ray oh no it won't because they won't do any of that because fuck them fuck fuck you and, and, <laughs> uh, and and also what i i think one of the other parts that i hated the most in that movie was when poe at one point when when Luke like stepped out to go fight, you know, all the AT-ATs and Poe Dameron was like, we are the light that flames the fire of the hope of the galaxy with the, the, whatever the fuck I'm like, just, I I was literally thinking to myself, kill me now, please. This is, this is some cheesy. Okay. You thought, you thought the prequels were bad. No, that was prequels level of bad. I want to kill myself right now. It's not. I mean, I, I would rate Rogue One higher than it for sure. I think Rogue One is probably my favorite Disney era one. This is my least favorite, but I would also rank it. I don't. I can't. I can't put it below the prequels. I just don't like them. So I just. I, maybe I need to rewatch them. Revenge of the Sith is at least. I still think that's the best of the prequels. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. All right, all right, hold on. So talking about prequels and, and, and the new movie, something they had in common was Yoda. Um, I liked Yoda much better. Oh, th- that um, was... I loved that part in Yoda episode 8. original trilogy. Yeah. You know, he's all happy and shit and, and, and cutting jokes and fucking not so serious. And well, because he's dead. Ass, he doesn't give a know? fuck. He's like, I'm just a force ghost. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. No, he was he was Yoda from from the original trilogy. Yeah. Again, that comes back to something I told you, Matt, is that I do feel like now I'm not saying storytelling or I'm not saying, um, you know, which ones are better or not, but the Disney era post original trilogy, um, the Disney ones versus the Lucas prequels, the Disney ones are um, they have more a better Star Wars feel. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that completely. Like feel, feel like, like yeah. environment. Um, you know, you, you could get rid of all the fucking J.J. Abrams lens flare for all I yeah. care. I mean, I don't need to see that every fucking three seconds. But, but other than that, the way they were shot, like they feel more like the original trilogy. But they, but they had to do that. I mean, with with how how what's wrong with that? Well, well, no, nothing's wrong with it. It's just they had to go back to the original feel. Because after everybody hated the prequels, there's no way Disney would even touch them with a you know eighty thousand foot stick. Because right. how recently, how recently have you seen Rogue One? Um, God, probably six, seven months ago. Okay, so fairly okay. Because like I watched it right before we went and saw this, and that could have been a movie from 
original Lucas days. Like it could have been a story they went with right after the third one. Uh, whatever. No. I don't know. I'm I'm still not a big fan of Rogue One. I, like I said, that that movie made me almost fall asleep in the theaters. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I I believe you. I just it felt more. I don't know. I think that's my favorite Disney era one, but that's just me. I don't know. If I'm wrong, somebody let me know. But would you have liked the movie more? Would you have liked the movie any less if Darth Vader was not at the end? Yeah, I mean that. I mean, yeah. Because it because to be in it. No, but if he if he was not at the end killing all the rebels, I think people would have liked that movie less. Okay, so I'm I'm one of the fucking the sheep. Okay, whatever. It was badass, and it needed to be in there, and I knew it would be in there, and they did it just for people like me, and whatever. But it doesn't make the movie for me. I still think it's a good movie. Um, but you couldn't. You, you, I agree with you. You couldn't. You couldn't leave that part out. Like you, you have to have it in that movie. That movie does drop quite a bit without it. Yes, I'll give yeah. you that. No, it's just I don't know. It, none of the characters mattered at all in that movie, and I don't even remember their fucking names. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Well, they, they kind of matter because I mean they're the I remember, that the, the other movies exist. I remember Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Actually, what Disney should have done is they should have followed the storyline of the video games, and it should have been Kyle Katarn that rescued the plans for the first Death Star like he did in Star Wars Dark Forces. And this is my full-on nerd getting on, because Kyle Katarn was a badass motherfucking smuggler like Han Solo, who then turned into a Jedi. A Jedi badass. Yeah, this is true. This is true. And he learned under Luke Skywalker and helped Luke Skywalker build his Jedi Temple after Return of the Jedi. So, fuck Disney for not including Kyle Katarn. He was one of the most badass motherfuckers. I loved him. Sorry, I I still get salty about that. Yeah. I know. It's like, hey, we're just going to subvert your expectations and, you know, not do anything good. Well, I mean, a lot of people say Episode 7 was exactly catering to everybody's expectations to win everybody over. But they had to. They they, they had, had to, to, man. A- after after the prequels, Disney had to do something really safe. And Episode 7, a.k.a. Episode 4, rebooted. They had to do that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I enjoyed Episode 7. I still really enjoy Episode 7. It's a really fun movie to watch. I, I like that the droids play a big part in it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, and then you go to episode eight where it's just they subvert your expectations so much where it's just like, what the fuck did I even watch? Yeah, no doubt. And and the, the biggest takeaway for me about episode eight was I am no longer excited about episode nine at all. Um, I'm, well, I mean, we, we shouldn't be excited right now anyways because the next movie is the Han movie. Oh, so. God. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to finish <laughs> the episode, Matt, because one, it's getting late, and two, I'm, I am getting low on battery, so yeah. um, we should get through everything. But um, So anyways, that, that's that's uh, Star Wars was cool. We got to see it. We don't like it. Um, <laughs> um, I would give it, and I'm being nice, I would give it two and a half SNESs. Um, Yellow snesses. What, what what would you give him at? Uh, two two snesses. 
Damn. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So we're not too far off in our opinion of it. No. Okay. Um, the next movie, real quick, um, is it, I, I think it's I think it's movie of the year. Um, it's my favorite movie right now. Although my wife did point out that apparently I am a big Will Smith fan. I just didn't realize it. I never put it together. Oh, I am too. She asked me to name a bunch of movies that I liked, and like two-thirds of them had Will Smith in it. Bad Boys 1 and 2. Yeah, well, you know, Bad Boys was all in it. Oh, I know. I, I know. Bad Boys 3 in, even though it's not even going to get made. Um, no, th- this. But, you could think this was Bad Boys 3, you know? Yeah. Bad, Bad Boys 3 is already, it's already one of the best movies ever made. Um, but, but no, um, Bright, the movie Bright on, on Netflix, man. Um, fuck the critics. Seriously. What, who asked them anyways? Yeah, they, they were going on like, this is one of the worst movies ever made. And, yeah, and so... Netflix wasted $90 million or whatever. Yeah, and I, I will say, it's not, it's not my movie of the year for for last year but it was i had way more fun watching this than star wars episode eight it was a lot more surprisingly enjoyable and i loved the the world building of this movie as well too it was that's that's what i like about it the most matt is it's taking us to a whole nother place like they they didn't just introduce these weird like species and characters like they gave them a believable place of where it's going on yeah and yeah, and the one thing that I like, and and the some of the complaints I've seen about the movie is like, oh, it's Will Smith. He's a he's gonna be a retired cop soon. He's waiting for his pension. Yeah, that 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 is cliche. I'll give it that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, but you know, it's. I don't really care about that. That that's not the point. That he is a cliched character. It's more of that he they're in an interesting world, and interesting things are happening. You know. Yeah, really crazy you know the the whole you know they're, they're really telling some pretty serious lines with like the whole race thing and all that which yeah. is really interesting for a movie like that uh, essentially an action movie to, to kind of take it so serious but in a way that you don't recognize it as being you know yeah. what i mean like i don't know i mean they set the tone real early in the beginning you know when he's like fairy lives don't matter today yeah that that was, that, that was funny as hell um, and the, the movie's gruesome as fuck, which I've noticed a lot of movies are kind of... Have you noticed that, like, you know, as of late, like, movies are a lot more graphic than they've ever been? Dude, even TV. Even TV is a lot more graphic. And, and I'm and I'm yeah. talking about Netflix shows. I mean, you know, shows they show on TV. Yeah. On, on main networks, like yeah. your major networks, yeah. Absolutely. It, um, it's but, pretty yeah, crazy. The movie, it, the movie hints bright hints to you that they're that it's gonna be brutally graphic um with that when he smashes that fairy with the broom in the beginning and they show it and you know it's you don't you kind of take it for granted you're like oh that's kind of messed up and you just move on la 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 but like let me tell you that movie ramps up with the graphicness pretty hard (laughs) later on so um take that as a fair warning the one of the first scenes that you see in the movie is it's gonna set the tone um I thought that there was a lot of funny, like funny stuff, even though it's mostly a serious movie. Yeah. Um, you know the dude—I forget his name—the dude that plays uh, his partner, the work, the first oh, work God. cop or whatever. Um, but he—I'd have to it. look it up. Yeah. No, it's like you said. I don't have—I don't really have many complaints with the movie. I just enjoyed it. I've watched it twice already, and um, yeah, it, I did too. What, but what were the critics getting at, though? Truthfully, 
Like I, I'd have to. I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I'd have to I, read I it really up. I really tried to look at it objectively the second time I watched it, and uh, I like. Fuck me if I wasn't laughing, my, if I wasn't fully enjoying myself by the by the end of it the second time through. Like, like I said, it's it's a very cliche in terms of a lot of its plot points, but it's and I, I guess another complaint I have is are the elves the way they make the elves like super assassins, superhumans felt a little off in some parts, but it wasn't like egregious, you know. Well, no, no, it was the there was a group of them, like like a sect or a cult of them that was that was doing that. Elves in general were like the privileged race, right? They were the yeah, they were the upper class, you know, because like they're driving through like the you know the elvish area of, of of LA, and he's like, man, he's like he's like nothing out here but just just elves running the world and shopping, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So so I just want to make a quick note here before we end. Um, so I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and if you look at the the critic uh, scores for Star Wars: The Last Jedi, it's at 90, percent which they consider certified oh my fresh. God. The no, the o- the audience score is 49. percent So so you contrast that with Bright, the okay. the the critic scores for Bright are at 27. percent <laughs> but 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 the audience score is at eighty six percent. Yeah, eighty six percent is absolutely fair for that movie. So what does that tell you? The critics don't fucking know shit, and the only reason they gave Star Wars: Last Jedi ninety percent is because it's a Star Wars movie. And Disney, and a lot of them are probably bought and sold, or a lot of them. Oh, know, I guarantee they they're they're bought and sold. By putting a negative word in against you know that type of shit. Yeah, uh, dude. Uh, that's okay. So I mean, basically, that just tells you right there. I mean, go with the uh, with the audience ratings anytime over a critics rating. Hey, feline. Sorry, I just got some other people. We just start, started getting some more people coming in, okay. but we're actually starting to wrap up now because my phone is about to die. <laughs> Mine too, man. Mine too. So, and and we we really actually tried, guys, to have high quality. We actually prepped. <laughs> Uh, a little over a week ago, we yeah. Everything, um, but uh, but I, I can't control the weather. The weather unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I can't but, believe uh, your power went out like that. That's insane. That's crazy. It's still out. It's still out, man. I'm still sitting in my garage just so I get cell phone reception. True. Um, but uh, but yeah. So um, you guys uh, don't listen to anybody. Go watch Bright. It's fucking on Netflix. Everybody has Netflix. Watch it. It's really good. Uh, you can you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I I highly doubt. I have yet to see somebody watch that movie and didn't like it. Um, check it out. Um, anything else that we want to hit up? Oh, real quick, I, I'm not going to go into it, but um, I watched Punisher and finished it on Netflix, which I want to bring it up is because I actually watched the whole thing. Oh, you finally don't finished waste, it? Yeah, don't don't waste your time. Really, your and time. that's so sad because. I love the Punisher in Daredevil season two. He was one of my favorite things about that season. Yeah, so watch him in there. Daredevil is much better, um, much much better, and he's cool in there because his, his job is to beat ass. Um, it honestly felt like it could have been any other fucking TV drama fucking show. I I did not. It's not to say that it was bad, but it's not comic booky. I just I didn't enjoy it. It, it. it didn't. It was drug out. It was way longer than needed to be. It took way too long for good shit to happen. I'm out. 
I'm not ashamed. Do you feel it was bad writing or bad acting or No, the acting is on point. Uh the guy that played Shane in the first like season of The Walking Dead. John Bernthal? Um, yeah, uh kills it. Uh, no, I can't say a bad thing about that guy, but you know, it, it's writing. It's absolutely writing. Um it's not like the script like the scripting is bad or like the, the, the communication, it's just the story. It's like it's just yeah. unnecessary, man, and, and drawn out. I just not for me. I don't know. Nobody wastes your time. Um watch the other Marvel shit. It's it's better. Watch that one last. I don't know, I can't get my fucking time back for watching that shit. <laughs> like I was forcing myself the last two episodes. Oh god, that's so the I worst. Say, so, I it. so I thought I saw the first two episodes. No, I only watched the first episode. And I was bored. Did you go back? No, Did I didn't you? go back. No, and and I love all the other Marvel shows. Like as soon as a new one came on, I binge watched it in less than a week. This has been the only one where I watched the first episode and I couldn't bring myself to keep watching. Don't. I mean, unless you really, really got nothing else to watch, man. Oh, I've got so. plenty of shit to watch right now. I have been binge watching The West Wing, and I'm obsessed. The West Wing. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. I know it. I, it, you to say I thought you were gonna say Westworld for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Westworld. I know I'm getting so old that political dramas are way more interesting than you know comic book shit. I'm such a boring person. I'm telling you, dude. Uh, you know, we just we just watched you know the West Wing and and, and scare armadillos out of eating our grass. You know, we're getting old. <laughs> oh God. Oh, All right, I think we need to wrap this up here. Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. And next week, um, I'm not kidding you. I'm going to pre-run my extension cords to my, um, <laughs> internet, to my internet router and to my uh, game room so I can have, if power goes out, I can switch over. I'm not kidding you. I'll fire the generator up. Like, what, I'll do it right next week. How's your generator going to work if your whole neighborhood loses power, including the wherever you're... I'm just going to fire it up. It's going to be loud as shit, and I'm going to run an extension cord into my office. But guess what just happened as I'm talking to you? My power came The out. power came... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking to you. We said we're running the podcast. As soon as we start, it dies. When I say we're running, it comes back up. That is hilarious. Oh, man. man. Well, it is what it is. Yep. For All right. sure. All right. So where can people find you, Butler? Uh, you can find me on... Uh, all right. So it, it's bad. I'll post it up in the uh, in the description. Um, I'm like at KillaBees2T on Twitter. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Matt Butler to search. Um, you can find me, uh, Gamertag, PlayStation is Killabee. I'm going to put it all in the description because I had to spell and it different ways. I'll, I'll put it up on the stream too for next time we go on. Like, I'll put on your side, you know, Twitter, yeah, Facebook, and all that shit. So I'll yeah, do that next time. Killabee's 2T. But you can also, the best way, I guess, to get uh, either one of us, truthfully, um, is just to do. Um, uh, VCR Gaming Podcast. So VC, at VCR Gaming on Twitter, uh, VCR Gaming Podcast at gmail.com, VCR Gaming Podcast.com. Uh, we have that domain. Uh, get us on any of that. Um, you know, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, search VCR Gaming. You'll find us. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. 
True. Sorry. And if you want to reach me, I'm on Twitter at Zubatron or at Magic with Zuby. Magic with Zuby is my other podcast. It's a it's primarily Magic the Gathering, but I also talk a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm also going to be doing live streaming of my podcast as well, too, and then release the audio portion of it, you know, on Friday. So um, you can catch that on Twitch, which if you're watching me right now, it's on twitch.tv slash Zubitron. So you can check that out there, too. And um, I'm available, you know, same thing. You can reach me at, at VCR Gaming or VCR Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Um, this podcast will, uh, Matt, uh, I'll get with you tomorrow. I'll bring a laptop and uh, we'll get this edited up ASAP. Uh, and also, All right. guys, uh, look out. There may be a super secret hidden podcast that might come out as well. Maybe. So, one day. Maybe. We do have a, we do have a hidden one here that uh, possibly might be. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Allegedly. I, I did, I did, I did title this on the, on the stream, The Search for the Missing Episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, All right. Else? Uh, I guess that's it, huh, Matt? Yep, I better let you go because my phone's going to die any second now. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. All right. Thank you. Have a good night.